A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. We're telling another story of Wisconsin farmers who have been farming in their families for over 100 and 150 years. We're going to head to Dunn County in Elk Mound, and I'm here with Amy Tubbs. Her family is celebrating 151 years of farming. So, Amy, tell me what you have at the farm. Well, um, currently it's uh, mainly just farmland. There's still a barn on the property, but we, uh, we're renting it out to a local farmer who uh, plants uh, corn or uh, beans at this point. So it's about, it's a little less, I think it's about 71 acres right now. So what, what year did it get, begin and how did it begin? Well, it officially began in 1870. Um, my great-grandfather, Christopher Columbus Tubbs Sr., um, he had actually 160 acres in a different area when they founded the town of Fall City, and then he sold that off, and so he moved and he bought uh, the 80 acres that are on this, origin, or this current area. Um, at one point, he sold off a little piece of it because there's a mud creek goes through the property, and an area farmer, like just the neighbor, needed to water his cows, so he sold off a little bit of that 80 acres so that the Curtis family could water their cows in the creek. And then it's, the land passed from Christopher Columbus Sr. He had two children, Christopher Columbus Jr. and George Tubbs, who was my grandfather. Um, for a while, the two owned it together. We're not quite sure, you know, for how long that was. And then it passed uh, to my grandfather, who married Ruth Livingston. And they had two children, Birdsell and Roger. And uh, Roger's my dad, and he uh, he owned the land after that. And we know, like... We don't know a whole lot about my great-grandfather, but I know my grandfather, George Tubbs, he owned a butcher shop on the land, and uh, the big news was in 1923, he owned a new Buick truck, and he set up a delivery route. He had, like, kind of a van in the back part of it uh, that was cooled with ice so he could drive the meat around. Harry Curtis drove the truck, and apparently made a lot of noise. You could hear it coming from miles away. And he also had a wagon with a cab on it that could be used either as a wagon or a sleigh to deliver as well. At different times, there have been animals there. We've had, um, when I was young, we had four cows. That's probably the most cows we had there. Um, there have been chickens at various times. Um, but those are just the things that we know of along with, you know, crops on the, on the land. Um, 2019, we sold off one or two anchors that had the home part on it and a shed uh, when my parents moved into an apartment, um, but we still own the barn and the 71 acres of that original land. See what I, and, and really, the story started back in 1953-54. There were five families who were living in Dodge and Dane counties, and they decided that they wanted to to move to the newly established Dunn County, and so they kind of did a scouting during that winter, and then they ended up moving their families there in May of 1855. So that was my, that was Christopher Columbus Tubbs Sr., and then there was four other families, Elijah Wiggins, S.T. Wiggins, Silas Blodgett, and H.B. Wiggins. They loaded up everything into covered wagons. They pulled them by oxen. Took them three weeks to get there. Um, each man brought two cows and a box of chickens to help supply. 
Um, and then finally they arrived May 20th of 1855. They stopped. They camped on the banks of Mud Creek. There's a huge uh, big burr oak tree there that's no longer there but was for a long, long time. And they stayed there three weeks while they built shanties. So Christopher Columbus Tubb Sr. built a shanty. He had 160 acres. All the men claimed that much. And we don't know why, but eventually he got rid of that original 160 and he moved to the current property where he had the 80 acres. A lot of family history, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, it's cool that we know all that stuff. What generation are you? So let's see. One, two... Three, fourth generation. So um, my parents, I have two brothers, so Dennis and Christopher Charles, not Columbus this time, and me, the three of us are fourth generation. My parents still currently own the land. So what are some memories that you can remember with being on the farm? We, yeah, our neighbor that would rent the land would uh, let us ride the tractor while he planted or plowed or dissed or, you know, whatever was going. So that was the big adventure of the day. My younger brother and I would climb in and we'd ride for hours. We would, uh, well, my dad had uh, an old threshing machine that was his father's, I believe, um, from like the 1920s. So that was in the barn, and that they eventually gave to a local um, pioneer tractor group that they keep all the old machinery, and they got it running again, so that was really cool. We had four cows when I was growing up, and we named them, one of them we named after a neighbor, and, you know, I don't know if that was nice or not, but we thought we liked his name, and so we did. I remember feeding chickens, and, you know, we've got video of me with this little bucket, and chickens are flocking around me, you know. That was a lot of fun. You know, it was a good place to grow up there. You know, it was nice. We had mud creeks, so we were able to go down and swim in the swimming hole when it got too hot. In the 1980 storm that went through and knocked out power, I think we were out for at least five days, maybe a week. You know, that was how we took care of getting a bath, I think. But it was a, it was a good place to grow up, you know, wide open country and beautiful area. The woods around the, around the uh, creek as well. So we had farmland, but we also had woodland in there, too. So why does the farm mean so much to you and your family? Uh, I think it's just it's family history. You know, like, you know, when I think about it being in our family for 150 years, like, just kind of mind-boggling that it stayed that long when you think about, especially how so many people move around, and to think of that land continuously belonging to our family, it's, it's just a really rich heritage. You know, it's not even so much the land itself, it's just that idea of the, the heritage flowing through. Always. So what's your role within the farm today, along with your brothers, or is it just your parents? Um, just our parents, um, and they're, you know, we'll maybe give, you know, when we talked about, you know, selling the house and how much land to keep and all that, you know, we had conversations, but it's really, it really comes down to my parents' decisions, you know, and what they want to do with the land. And for now, you know, the area farmer is happy to continue renting, so that's, you know, that's a good arrangement for all of us. So what does the future look like? Um, none of us have kids, so, you know, it's going to end with our family name with our generation. But, you know, I, I think the plan is to keep it as long as we can to keep the history going and still continue to rent to that area farmer for cropland. Well, congratulations, Amy Tubbs, and your family for celebrating 151 years of farming in the family in Dunn County. We have been sharing Wisconsin farmers' stories of over 100 and 150 years. And their family is one of the many honorees we are highlighting, brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Michelle Stangler.